If you are ready to change the way people experience the transition to parenthood, you've come to the right place. On this podcast, we interview postpartum professionals, academics and researchers, as well as parents with unique perspectives on postpartum. Whether you've been working with new families for decades or are brand new to postpartum care, we'd love you to join us. I'm your host, Julia Jones. Hello and welcome to Newborn Mothers Podcast. Today we have Rhea Keller on the podcast, who some of you might know her from a really beautiful video we have of her doing postpartum care on our website. So I'll pop that link up in the show notes in case you missed it. But that video is a few years old now and Rhea has some updates Um, she's originally from Germany and now lives in Northern Ireland with her partner and two sons. And, uh, Ria, is there anything you want to add to that intro? Um, yeah. Hello. Thank you, Julia. Um, feel really honored to be speaking on your podcast. Um, um, yeah, as you said, um, I'm in Northern Ireland now with my two sons. Um, I'm a real nature lover, um, and love cold water sea swims, something um, I feel really passionate about since living oh, wow. here. You're much braver than I am. <laughs> yeah. where, I, where I live, we don't swim if it's, you know, less than 25 degrees. <laughs> it is very cold at the moment. We were just swimming yesterday, but I just love it. It helps me so much to, yeah, I guess with my mental health and, yeah, help me through COVID and um, my last pregnancy as well. Yeah. Oh, wow. Hang on. I need to ask you about this because this is so amazing. I actually have a friend who writes a column for the newspaper here on, on wellbeing and she just wrote one on this cold sea swims too. So how did you get into that? Um, so one of my best friends here, she's, yeah, I guess a regular swimmer and Actually, just two years ago in November time, she asked me if I wanted to join. Um, and I thought it was a bit insane to start swimming in November. Um, yeah, and I just done it. And um, it was really hard the first few times. But the benefit you feel after your swim um, was just, yeah, amazing. Um, it's just, you know, that kind of feeling of really going into this cold place the ocean which is so wild here in northern ireland um really emerging yourself into this yeah open space um and doing something that is so uncomfortable um yeah just leaves you feeling amazing and um yeah i don't know it's kind of addictive once you start it yeah i I imagine like it's a real natural high yeah, um, and it's just, yeah, I guess also during, you know, the whole lockdown situations, um, it was something that really felt like an anchor to me. Um, and as I said as well, through my pregnancy, um, it was always a place where I felt kind of held and light, um, just, you know, giving all that holding into a bigger space um, and a bigger holding, which was really, really good and helpful. Mm, I love that. That's that's so inspiring. I don't know if I could ever do it, but I think it's, it sounds great. <laughs> I'll have to try it. We never really get that cold here, but I can try. Yeah. <laughs> um, and sorry, we got a little bit distracted there, but I just yeah. you mentioned mental health and, and pregnancy. So you were doing this mm-hmm. throughout your pregnancy as well. Yeah. And what about after your baby's nine months old now? So have you have you started again? Yeah, I have. Um, I've started shortly after, I think maybe four weeks after the birth. 
um, I felt ready to go back in because my baby was born in February. So it was quite a cold time. So the, time, um, the ocean is really cold as well. But um, I just love it, especially, you know, as, you know what it's like as a mother. You do a lot of holding and tending and caring. And it's just that space where I can just be with myself and my body and my own thoughts. Um, so it's definitely something I would, yeah, return to regularly. I try to do it once or twice a week. Oh, wow. That is so, I love, that. just feels so wild and free to do something like that and so accessible. Anyone can, can you know, go and jump in cold water. I think that's so great. Um, so let's backtrack a little bit. You've just had your second baby, but let's reverse a little bit. Now, you, you have a background in early childhood education and professional cooking. Did you have that before you had your children? Um, yes. So I first trained um, as a chef. Um, I was about, I think, 16, just right after I finished school. Um, yeah, which was, I don't know, I kind of felt just drawn to loft cooking and being in the kitchen um, with my mom when I was younger and as a child. Um, and I didn't really know what to do with myself after I finished school. So I just thought, why not? Um, yeah, um, learn a bit more of about cooking and nourishment. Mm, and then those two things combine beautifully in, in postpartum work. But I think from, I understand you came to that later after you had children. So can you tell us a little bit about that um, experience? Given you've lived in two cultures and had two children, um, what what was that like and, and how did that lead you to postpartum work? Yeah, um, that's a great question. I would love to talk a little bit about that. Um, so I've had my first son, um, 2017, um, while still living in Germany. Um, yeah, and I've had him in a birth center. Um, and um, yeah, in a birth center in Germany, it's the way after four hours um, of giving birth, you go home with your baby, which was, yeah, kind of crazy because um, it was in the middle of the night. It was freezing cold and um, had a bit of, yeah, high blood pressure as well. So, um, yeah, then we arrived at home with our baby and kind of went in a bit of a shock um, uh, caring for this tiny, tiny little soul, um, not having a clue um, what to do now. Um, so in Germany, you do have um, a midwife. Usually you get to know your midwife through a pregnancy and you pick your midwife, which I really love. Um, so I, I knew my midwife um, quite a while and then um, she came in um, then for I think 10 days straight after every day your midwife would be there and what I really love about um, the midwives from Germany that they usually have some holistical training as well um, so a lot of them are trained in acupuncture um, I know my midwife used to really massage my uterus, which was amazing. Um, she taught me about herbal bath, um, special diets. Um, and she's just, yeah, she had this super calm sense. Um, she was just a real space holder, in my opinion. She always came in and I never felt the need to, yeah, I don't know, get dressed or um, be ready for that visit. She would always just sit on the floor and just made it feel really non-medical. It was very held in her space um, that was beautiful so um, I feel like system wise in Germany I was really well supported um, you do get a lot of antenatal um, classes and postnatal classes that are free um, 
there's loads of birth story listening. There's I met with my birth midwife we're reflecting back on the birth. Um, and that was all really great. Um, and I also think I wanted to mention that now in Germany, um, it's called, I think, Mütterpflegerin, um, which is pretty much a doula. Um, and you can get access to her through the health system. So it's paid for you, which is amazing. I don't think that existed whenever I had my baby in um, 2017. Mm. That sounds um, amazing. We've, we've had a couple of German, um, well, people who've experienced having a baby in Germany yeah. uh, on the podcast. So I'll make sure I link to those in the show notes too. But yes, what you're saying, it just sounds like... Um, midwifery is still more like what what I guess we hope midwifery means um, with more of that tenderness and, and connection and, and a diversity in, in skills that more like that with woman rather than what it often gets squeezed into in other systems which is just more clinical care. Yeah yeah definitely um, and um, I just yeah as I said I feel like you know the whole holistic aspect is yeah it's much more available there compared to Northern Ireland um, but then yeah I guess despite having this like beautiful system and space to be and I had a really tough first experience of motherhood um, which is mainly to do that my son um, I would describe him as a high need baby um, he cried a lot he also had to wear a harness due to hip dysplasia um I just yeah I think I was in a constant state of stress I didn't really eat I didn't sleep um I lost a lot of weight I had loads of anxiety looking back at it I would think I was very close to postpartum depression but at the time I just felt like I just needed to cope I just need to get through this um I guess I had very little support. Um, all my friends didn't really have any babies yet. My mother was working. My parents-in-law were living in Northern Ireland. So um, yeah, I was really on my own with a very high need baby. And um, as you said, it is actually what then led me to train with newborn mothers. Um, I think I came across your website just by, yeah, I guess scrolling through the internet looking for um help for for mothers and their babies and your words just really yeah um, landed and I just knew that it, what I was meant to do to I guess heal my own experience and also to offer them to step into this work and offer this kind of support to mothers um, and um, yeah I think for the first time I felt really seen in my experience reading your works um, doing your coursework um, being in the group with, with the other professionals. Um, so I really, yeah, used that time to heal my own experience. And, um, and then I moved to Northern Ireland 2018. And this is where I then started my business as a postnatal doula. Yeah. Yeah, so that's really interesting to me that even though Germany had some quite good support set up, you still obviously mm -hmm. fell through the cracks. But from what yeah. I understand, you had a second baby in Northern Ireland where there isn't so much systemic support, but it sounds like you had a better time. You had an easier experience. I did. Yes. Um, so I think, yeah, Dane, my second baby is in general an easier baby than my first, but I also believe um, it might be to do with how I like, yeah, how I went into motherhood the second time around. And I just made sure that this time I'm going to have a lot more support um, available. Um, I guess here I'd have to do a lot 
little bit more work to get the support I needed. So um, from very early on in the pregnancy, I um, started working with a therapist and coach to, I guess, release all the fear I had still built up um, around, yeah, the fear of having another really hard postpartum experience or having to go through that process again, um, really working on letting go of people-pleasing patterns, the good girl patterns. Um, because I'd planned a home birth as well, um, I kind of knew I need to, um, yeah, really work on my mindset and uh, learn to speak my truth and, um, yeah, really go for what I wanted and needed. Um, and I also just really wanted that emotional holding because it was something that I've been really, really missing first time around. Um, and then I hired a, a birth doula, a postnatal doula. Um, I guess I'd done a lot of body work as well, um, which yeah wasn't really I wasn't really aware of my first my first experience. So I went to see a chiropractor. Um, I paid for women's health physio, um, and I also wanted to get a lot of massage done, but um, due to COVID, that wasn't possible. So. Um, but I've done self-massage and herbal bath and steaming. Um, and then I guess, yeah, really focusing on the physical support. As I said, my, my doula, um, my mother took six weeks off work, which was amazing. Um, and yeah, I had my parents-in-law close. So I had, I did have a lot of family support, but I also invested um, financial, financially into postnatal support just because, yeah, I just knew how important that is for me and um and then I guess the nourishment is something that needs to be mentioned too I did a lot of food preparation um delegating asking friends and family um really prepping my partner on what to cook and how to cook things and how to feed me um yeah 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 are you loving this podcast? Check out our books at newbornmothers.com. Nourishing Newborn Mothers is a recipe book designed to nourish your mind, body and soul after childbirth. And my second book, Newborn Mothers, was a bestseller. I know, I can't believe it either. It's about baby brain, village building and how to find happiness in 21st century parenting. You can get the first chapter free of both books at newbornmothers.com books. I can see now why you were so motivated to jump in that freezing cold water. <laughs> it sounds like you had a really good idea of your needs and you became very good at, at advocating for your own needs, which I think is another really um, amazing thing that can happen uh, when, you know, when we learn about, uh, you know, a kind of a different way that things could be that we don't have to accept um, you know what's normal in a, in our society then we can start to ask for more so yeah it sounds like you did really well at all of that um, yeah. so let's talk a little bit about your work then you joined mm -hmm. the collective back in 2018 but you have since then moved countries had a baby and uh, obviously tried to <laughs> have some kind of a business through COVID which I don't think has worked particularly well for you so you know, you've had your fair share of challenges. So I guess what's um, what's next for you and, and what have you learned along the way? Yeah, um, so I've kind of really just started out again offering my services um, just because I felt really ready and feel, felt really called um, to do so. Um, so I think 
this time, when, like my second pregnancy, I also was really, really focused on the internal process that is taking place when we um, become mothers. Um, something I hadn't really thought about at all during my first pregnancy. Um, and I, I really walked this pregnancy, birth and postpartum with so much more awareness. And I really considered the spiritual growth um, of that path. And um, that's kind of when I knew that I really want to, that is something that I want to offer and focus on in my work. So I have moved all my services online, um, currently supporting pregnant um, and new mothers and also mothers throughout later stages of motherhood um, through Zoom, um, email and WhatsApp, which is amazing because it really yeah, gives me the opportunity to, to yeah, support mothers from other countries or from anywhere in the world, really. So um, I want to talk a bit about um, a time I call Zwischen, which is the German word for, um, yeah, in between. Um, Sorry, I'm just for our non-German speaking listeners. So it's Zwischen is Z-W-I-S-C-H-E-N. And Ria and I were just talking about this before we hit record. So yes, go ahead and tell us mm -hmm. what Zwischen means. Um, so it is really, I usually like to start working around like, yeah, week 34 to 37 of pregnancy, you know, whenever we start, women start moving into this really uncomfortable um, phase when you are um, just really fed up, um, but you just have to go like that last bit of running a marathon, really, that's how it feels often. Um, and my, my second son was born 42 plus one. So the last two weeks of my pregnancy felt agonizing, um, but I was really keen on using this time to, I guess, let go of everything um, that needs to yeah, be released before I was able to birth my baby into this world. So it's that kind of like, yeah, shedding that is taking place um, to birth this new version of yourself. You're not your old self anymore, but also not just quite um, have arrived in the new in the new you so um, I really love focusing on to that to really surrender move inward um, learning to trust your baby and your body um, and yeah just be with the uncomfortable um, and allow that to unfold um, and as a doula and deep listener I would be walking alongside mothers um, just really providing them a space where they feel held um, where they can voice and speak what they need to speak and release before the birth of their baby um, and then again I feel like you know it starts the end of the pregnancy then you give birth to your baby and then early postpartum you're still in that space of swishing um, you're figuring out life with a newborn baby um, you're yeah pretty much becoming a whole new person and that can feel overwhelming and scary at times and I'm just that guide beside you who is yeah walking with you in this journey and giving you the space and the holding yeah yeah that's beautiful what a great description and definitely my own experience of um those last few weeks of pregnancy they have been definitely some of the most challenging emotional experiences physical experiences spiritual experiences that I've had that last bit of waiting is just so hard um, so I can definitely see uh, the need for some some support during that time yeah. um 
Yeah, I love it. I really, I love hearing words from other languages that we don't have. Do you use that word in between in any other context or is it only specifically related to um, pregnancy? Um, no, I think you can really use that for, yeah, I think we're moving through loops of these um, in between spaces, even on a daily basis um, or like, yeah, any stage of life. Um, we are moving sometimes from, from one space to the next. And so it's just really a word of that linear space, um, the space of in between. Yeah, so it can be used for any, any yeah, any of yeah, those Yeah, yeah. I love that because that is such a distinct feeling. I instantly know exactly what you mean by zwischen. And, you know, we don't really have a word for it in English, but it is a really particular, I guess, because our identity is so wrapped up in, in you know, external things. So when you are kind of like not quite this, but still not that and yeah it's very it can be very difficult yeah. to kind of just be calm and, and patient in that space yeah um I just want to ask you a little bit more about food as well because I know that's something you're really passionate about what are some of your favorite things to cook um, for new mums uh, and maybe what were your favorite things for yourself because you said you did a fair bit of cooking before your second baby was born yeah um yeah I guess um yeah because postpartum is such a nurturing warming place and space to be and I like after the yeah I've had my first baby I didn't have that experience of really feeling held by food um I really want to integrate that wanted to integrate in my own experience and also the work I'm doing because I feel like food is so so healing um and um, I think it depends on, you know, the cultures you're in, because I think we can learn a lot about postpartum foods and um, a lot of mothers know that it is, yeah, it should be warm and soups and stews. But I also love to encourage mothers always to look at their own culture and their own, own background. Um, so to me personally, um, I think about my grandmother and her, yeah, I guess, chicken soups and bean stews and, um, all that nurturing food I love to eat as a child. Um, rice pudding is something my mom used to cook for me um, and it's something that I would integrate into my work. So all this like, kind of sweet nurturing, um, yeah, food that is warming, not just for your body, but also for your soul and your heart. Um, yeah, that's something I definitely try to, to integrate. And I think through working um, with you and doing the course, I learned to, I guess, add a lot more spices as well. Um, and I love, yeah, all the warming foods and spices, which is actually not that common in Germany. Um, yeah, in German food, like the, yeah, I guess the more, mm. um, yeah, like turmeric and all those things. Um, but I love to integrate that as well. But I also really try to focus on my own kind of background um, and that nurturing space. Yeah, I love that. You know, you just jogged my memory and I can't believe I've not thought about this before, but my um, grandmother was from Eastern Europe as well and, mm -hmm. you know, spent some time in Germany. But, and when I was young, she used to cook me beef goulash, which is not something that I've um, yeah. eaten, honestly, in probably 30 years. But, um, yeah, it makes me think we, we definitely should really honour these kinds of traditions, shouldn't we? Because that's like... Yeah, it's like part of our DNA. Yeah, yeah, definitely. As, as I said, I think it's so important to to just integrate that 
the nourishing space you're like as, yeah the things that just remind you of your childhood and um the way it made you feel to eat those kind of meals and um, dishes are so important to integrate mm, yeah thank you so much ria i think that's all my questions i guess the last question is um i think people can find you on instagram ria.keller we can include that link uh mm -hmm. in the show notes if people are interested in learning a bit more about you, um, yeah, what what can they do? How can they reach out? Yeah, um, I currently not have um, a homepage, but I'm working on it. So the easiest way is really my Instagram page. Um, following along there, you can find all my services and offerings there. So this is really the place I would guide yeah, women towards to, to reach out. And I'd love to hear from anybody. Um, yeah yeah thank you ria so you can offer packages to people all over the world now um i look forward to hearing how your online work goes a lot of people have had to pivot during um covid so it, it'll be great to check in in another year or two to see how that's um how that's working out because i do think that online care um is going to become really a part of the new normal isn't it yeah definitely um and honestly, I was very skeptical too whenever I started um, yeah, working with my coach um, during pregnancy and it was all over Zoom. But it was just, yeah, despite the distance, that emotional holding that is still there is so, so um, valuable. And it's definitely, it, yeah, you can make it work for sure. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. Thank you so much, Ria. We will um, pop all the notes up afterwards with the recording so that you can find Ria and watch her beautiful video and also listen to those other pod podcasts about German um, postpartum care. Thank you so much for sharing Ria and we'll see you next time. Here at Newborn Mothers, we believe that every family has the right to high quality postpartum care. If you want to join us, learn more at newbornmothers.com. And if you like this podcast, we'd really love you to leave us a five-star review and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.